Okay, welcome back. Since the Chuva season, we managed to fit three in of the Chuva drushes. Uh, we will begin a host of what I hope will be very fascinating and informative uh, topics. It's going to be somewhat Parsha-based, but usually the way we like doing things thoroughly, uh, we might start off one Parsha and then after a short topic of five or six or seven weeks, end up and go to another one. So this one is actually Parsha-based from Bereshus and Noyach. It just might take us till Chayisara to uh, figure out exactly where it's going, but not coincidentally... You familiar with the minute to see him? Is we always do a hadron, and then we do a haschala. So, Yaakov, I still owe you an answer to a question you asked three months ago. It was uh, the end of June. You were a lot of sleepless nights, I know. And uh, I'll first remind you of what it is. And the uh, topic came up as we were discussing a subtopic within Kibbutz Aim. We were discussing how far one has to go for Kibbutz Aim. And then we're discussing how far one has to go for any mitzvah. Do you have to travel for mitzvahs? How much tircha, how much shtadlis? Remember the Chayodim said, you could actually be in a town and no shofar, so no shofar. You're technically not mechuyiv to travel to a different state. And many Achorinim disagree. They say, well, you know Rosh Hashanah is coming. And you know you need a shofar. If you're not in the right place, you've got to get into position. Which was the maskana of many, many Achorinim, but it was a Chayodim. Uh, during that discussion, we were talking about people who went far distances and some very notable, notable tzaddikim and G'dayle who didn't. And the Gemara, if you remember, we were a little discussing, was Rabbi Yudav famous Sugim Sachim, where he was in Chutzlar, it's clearly in Tzivim. And this guy came to him, was boasting that he masqueraded as a Yid, and they gave him a carbon Pesach, and then... He couldn't send an email, and uh, how does he let him know? So he said, when you go back, ask for the Alia. He said, they ripped me off, they didn't give me the Alia, I'm going to show them one. He showed up and started asking for the Alia, and the first Chabur is, I don't know what you're talking about, there is no Alia. And the second Chabur, and the Chabur, and then he realized something is very strange. Why does the guy keep demanding Alia? He says, Rabbi Becerra told me I should demand the Alia, and then they figured out who he was, and the rest, as they say, was history. So Tesis over there asks, why was Rabbi Yudim Abisera in Nitzivim? Why wasn't he in Yerushalayim bringing the Korban Pesach? And one of the Mahachim we had was that he didn't have Karka, and therefore he wasn't Mokhoyiv to go. And if you recall, we were discussing why he wouldn't have Karka. Everybody asked some Karka in Yisrael, and we brought the very fascinating shot that he was from the Bnei Ephraim who were resurrected by Yecheskel Hanavi, and we know the Gemara says that when they were having the debate whether the Mason that he was Machaya got up and died right away and the whole thing was just to be a Moshal and Nimshal to the future Tchi of Klai Yisrael or to actually, still a Moshal and Nimshal, to actually go home and have children and uh, have Deri Deris. So Abid Ben got up and he said, what do you mean? Said, I'm from their descendants. This Trillin is from my great-great-grandfather. My father passed it down and uh, they lived and they had children and grandchildren and I'm from them. And that would explain why it didn't get Karka, because they never made it into Yisrael and they weren't part of the Chalukah. This sounds, should sound familiar from uh, right before the summer. And on that, uh, we were discussing, and I think, Yaakov, it was you who asked uh, if they died and they got up, were they Mechuyiv in Tefillin or not? 
And uh, the season ended, and the sugya ended, but the sugya will now begin again. We'll have to it's amazing about the sugya, because I kept it in mind that actually uh, put together these Marmakayim. It's a fascinating sugya. What indeed happens when a person dies in the Torah mitzvahs, and what happens when he comes back, and what will happen, this is very central to our Yud Gimel term. We say it every day in Shema Nezrei, three times a day, and it's good to have some clue, even though we don't really know when it's going to happen, and we'll discuss that as well. Where does it dovetail with the Mashiach? Afterwards, during, way afterwards. A fascinating topic, and one of the answers we're going to use, the Rishayim discussed this, the Ritva and the Rashba we're going to focus on, and one of the answers to how the Rashba learns it is going to lead us into the sugya for Parshus Nayach, and that is the sugya of Tzitzis, one of the uh, Rashis that talks about the schar of shame for Bimachabed, his father. Everything goes back to Kibbet Adam, I guess. And he used the cloak and he covered him, and one of the one of the many, many uh, things that were given to his descendants in the schar, besides the fact that his descendants became Namanifcher, is the mitzvah of tzitzis. And we're going to discuss the famous Shiloh, which we discussed a number of times, but I never showed you the Makaris on, and that is the uh, famous topic of synthetic Begadim and Artzitzis, which is still selling at fine stores near you. And uh, a very, very hot issue, especially when it gets warm. So if we settle it during the autumn, maybe by the spring, you'll be buying the right pair. Uh, so it's uh, always an interesting issue, and it's fascinating that it'll actually have what to do with this case. Amazing. So with that introduction, let's begin. You have two copies. Uh, I think I put them in the new Marmachemis folder. So if you can let me know what that folder is and let me... And Michael and I will uh, send down a, a link for it. I don't remember if I put this in the last year, but I can put it in again. So let me know if it's something in there. I'll put it in again. So anybody listening can look in a couple of days for these Marmachemis. Uh, the first single sheet is Gamarnida Samach Aleph Ahmed Beis. And this, uh, the whole sugya sounds hashkafically fascinating and somewhat esoteric, but as you'll see, it, it will be Nagea Allah's love, and it's Nagea now to other sugyas as we will get to. So Tan Rabbanon, NBC, three lines on the top. Beged, Shavad Bakalayim. You have a Beged, there's a thread of Kalayim or two in there. You don't know where it is. If you know where it was, you take it out. You don't know where it is. You can't even sell it to a guy because he might turn around and sell it to a Yid. And it could be Lifneiver, even though we pass him Lifne, and not Lifne, Lifne, but sometimes Chazal asked it due to the uh, very real possibility of it happening, just from the pragmatic point of view. You can't use it, any of the equipment, saddle equipment, the light, because if it warms you, shotten is not only also to wear, it's also to sit on shotness as well. Hence the issue with the couches and very, very plush carpets if you're walking around barefoot. And the famous Misa when the stipler went to meet the sister of the Chaznish. The Chaznish was the Shatrin. The Chaznish said that it was Gavaldik that he thought that the only one small thing he regrets about the Shidduch is that he thought the idea, the idea came to him in Milashman Ezra, which is a very telling story. Did it ever happen to anybody here? That something came to you in Milashman Ezra? So uh, I guess with the Chaznish, only mitzvahs come to him in Milashman Ezra. By us, it might be other things, like the deal we almost closed and did close and will close. Sometimes Tila comes to you. Uh, sometimes sometimes Tila comes to you in the military, yeah, if you're lucky, yeah. So, so it's very fascinating. It's an insight. It's an insight that the Chaznish is anivus. Uh, Chaznish had the power of concentration like nobody did, and it's still 
popped into his head uh, as he was thinking of mitzvahs. He's probably in a little davening for his sister to find a good shidduch, and that's when it popped in. Something understandable. And the stipler went, and it was a long trip on a train. It's the only way they traveled then. And he got into the train, and he realized that the seats had some type of plush, um, you know, upholstering or whatever it was, and he was worried about shotness. So he stood the entire way. It was like a three-day trip. And when he got there, he was absolutely exhausted, and he went on. It wasn't the date or the meeting, whatever it was, and he fell asleep promptly. So Chaznish's sister, who was to become his rabbitson, said that I, I have absolute full amuna that he's the best boy in yeshiva and he's a future gadlader and a tzaddik yisraelim. But I was kind of wondering, like, he was out like thirty seconds into the discussion. That's not. A, she wasn't asking it to be difficult or as a kasha. And the Chaznish says, "Good horror, I'll find out." And then he found out. And the godless of uh, Rebbe Zinkaneski. It's probably why she had Rav Chaim and other such great schism is because when she heard the explanation, she liked it. Some people might say, uh, that's uh, quite a chumrah, <laughs> which it was. You were let to sit down in the seat. It's a chash, it's a chumrah. But she thought it was a very plausible explanation and she went ahead with the shidduch. So that's this din over here. You can't even work it into your equipment on your chamar because you sit down and get warmed by it. But here it's when it's vadai, Shotness. We just don't know where it is in the in the beged. Avo, the line we need here. You can make it into shrouds. You can't sell it. You can't make it into saddle equipment. You got to do something with it. They don't have a, a dispensable income, so you can use it for tachrichem. They'll be very happy with it. The niftarim. Amr Abiyasi says, "You see from here a very big chiddush." Zaysamaris. Fascinating, a regular sugya. They're discussing these dinim because it's should be part of our bitachin and chizim. We got to know what's going to happen. So we got to know what's going to happen. What you can use tachrichim now, and you got to know what the ramifications are. So he says, "You see a big chiddush zaysamaris mitzvahs betelis lasalavoi." What does that mean? There are two possibilities, and listen carefully. Both of them are fascinating. The child is which one's pasher and which one's the chiddush. Zaysamaris mitzvahs betelis lasalavoi. So one mahalach is going to be that it's kind of a michshol, speaking of lifneiver, if you make tachrichim and then the fellow dies, where's the tachrichim? You bury him. And then X amount of years later, he gets up at Chiyas HaMesim and he's wearing those tachrichim and the shotness. That could be real lifneiver. So Rabbi Yisus says, good kasha. The answer must be that mitzvah's patelis loss of love and is not mechuyiv in the Yisra of shotness when he gets up. Oh, okay. So very insightful. It's good to have you back. That's going to be an obvious issue over here. What you're insinuating is that the tachrichim aren't really there after a while, and a riot to you, just from a medical perspective, is the body's not there either. As a matter of fact, the only thing left is the Lisbon, and that's only if you eat Malav Malka and other such important uh, inyanim. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, you're the doctor. If you get nauseous about this, then... Uh, <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, you're correct. The body's not going to be there. The richem not going to be there. That's going to be a very important aspect of this sugya. Yes? What? Well, 
that's this Gemara. Rabbi Yisif is pointing out. Well, why do you need Rabbi Yisif to point that out? It must be, since we have Lifni Versha, must be Zaysa Versha, there's London Udin, that is very handy not only for later on, but handy for the Chayvah Kedisha. Because you're wondering, why would anybody have a minute to make Tachwicha Madashanis? But they actually did this for some reason, maybe to prove this point. Even though, as I'll show you soon, it's a how to learn this simple Gemara, which is obviously more complex than it looks. He makes a simple statement. Zaysa Versha, Mitzvah is less and lovely. Yes, you look perplexed. Okay. Oh, that was your point. I even missed the tzitkus from the answer. Okay, so I didn't. Okay, that's uh, that's that's true also. But hang on to your when it turns to dust. We'll we'll get back to that. That's also important. But yes. It could happen. By the way, I, I, I hate to, uh, this is good for uh, Tshuva Joshua, not for we. <laughs> it, um, anybody here belong, you were, belong to the Chavadish, you wouldn't know. Maybe you could do some research. I think it disintegrates pretty quickly. Uh, it can happen. Chiesa Mason can happen any day now. But, uh, it hasn't been a day. So uh, yeah, but I, I don't know if it's a matter of, uh, it's not years. It's a matter of months. Yeah, I think it's pretty quick. Yeah, Vada, this Mitzvah, Amuna, Yechaka, Yabachayim Shalava, you're assuming, by the way, Tchir Samezim is sending son, this is the Mashiach, maybe I may not, we'll get to that also, but yes, it's part of the, part of the system, so the, the points are all correct. Take a look at Tesis on the bottom, second to last Tesis. I'm Rabbi Yesis, Esamez, Mitzvah, Tehaz, Lasalava, Tema. So Tesis has a Kasha, which uh, you'll see how Tesis answered, then we'll show you how, what the other possibility is. Am I look, I'm Rabbi Yesis, Milsa, Milsa, I'm Asnisin, the Kalayim. So we're making a dear care from a din. If you have a garment with some threads and you don't know where it got lost, you can't take it out, but you know the shotness in there. So what can you do with it? You can't sell it to a guy and you can't wear it and you can't put it into a madas for chamar. But, uh, okay, you can at least use it for tachricha. Maybe it makes a dig. Zaysamaris, that it's not a lifnever problem. Tyson wants to know, why does Rabbi Yassi make his comment, this din that you put, can put shotness in tachricha is a fairish admissioner. Why make a dig from this Gemara where you don't know what to do with Lashatnas? Just quote the Mishnah and make the dig. That's what Tesis says. Tema, again. My law, come Rabbi Yisrael, will say, Amas Nisan, the Kalayim. This is not the Hedja, Tachrichim, Lameis, Ein, Bahem, Mishum, Kalayim. So, Ferish, a Mishnah. So, why does Rabbi Yisrael come into the Mishnah? Why is he waiting for this Gemara to make the dig? Vyesh Lamar, Tesis suggests that if you only had one source, you would limit the Chiddush. If you only had that mission, you would say, as long as he's dead, there's no Issachalayim. You're all wondering, why in the world would there be an Issachalayim if he's dead? What's the Havamina? So we'll get to that. And Argamar seems to say, Here it says, you have a piece of cloth and you don't know what to do with it because that's Kalayim lost in there. So the Gemara says, you can go and make it in Tachrichim. Maybe the Mishnah told if you happen to have Kalayim in Tachrichim. So on Bidevit, so Kamashmalan, even Lachatchil, you can put it in there's absolutely no problem, even if, not only when he's dead, even if he's going to get up either in a day or when we address you with this question in a few years, even afterwards, he's walking around, it's still okay. Get up in the same Malbushim you buried him in. Not only is a mutter when he's dead, which we'll have to discuss what the Chiddush would that be. Well, it's kind of obvious. Even Lasalava, we know Parthenes, he's going to get up in his Malbushim that he's buried with, and it's not lifting either. He can walk around and continue wearing them. 
That is the Teretz of Tesis. Take a look now at your set, and you have the Ritva in front of you. And the Ritva has a few important comments here, which we will discuss. Take a look on Samachalaf, on Beis, Tanarabanam, page one. So the Ritva wants to know, first of all, what happened to Leiv Larosh? These dinim, people don't like learning these dinim, but we all know if you have a visit of Beis Eilam, you've got to stick your tzitzis in. Why do you have to stick your tzitzis in? Because it's Leiv Larosh, you're making fun of the poor if they can't do mitzvahs, and it's very aggravating for the neshama to be not here, not be able to do mitzvahs. It's hopefully less aggravating when he gets to tell them Haba, but if the neshama is, remember the Gemara and Brochus we discussed, how much does the nifter know? There are probably certain levels after Misa where the neshama first is waiting for the din, and then Gehenim for hopefully a short duration, then on Haba, then it slowly recedes, and you have a situation where the neshama, as it keeps receding, and maybe the concept of Ali, the neshama keeps going higher and higher, is less of a contact, which the Gemara and Brachas alludes to, either they know and they don't care, or care less, or don't know, or don't, aren't privy to everything, but there's a din of the rush. Obviously, the neshama sees something at some level, and it's very bothersome, and they're jealous. Yes? Leviathan mace, yeah, but that's for covet of the mace. We also learn, say, Kaddish there, and we say different there. In the Hespid format, as long as he's doing it for the covet of the mace, he's, he's more than fine with it. But, uh, but stop to do mitzvahs, and he can't, and it's uh, the famous Meister Vilna Gun was crying and holding his mitzvahs. I'm going to a place he can't buy this for all the money in the world. So they're sort of like, you know, banging on the window. So it's, uh, it's hurtful, even though it's got to end sometime, but it's hurtful. So we put in our tzitzis, don't take them off, we just tuck them in. And the ritual wants to know, why? Yes, that's what the Ritva is asking. You're burying him with something that if he were alive, L'chari couldn't be doing this. So isn't that classic like L'Rosh? So before we get to the mitzvahs, but there's lots of love, Ritva wants to know why are we doing this to him now? That's his first kasha. Now, is, this, is this all going with that it's intertwined in the Vega? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The shot is that somebody just don't recognize the thread. Otherwise, I'd pull it out. I don't know where it is. Got lost. Now the, the foreman came in and said, where's that linen sitting here? Oh, I, I, I wove it in. I had some extra linen. Why waste it? And I can't find it. Yeah. No, that's not the problem. I'm talking about the talisman itself. Yeah. Yeah. So again, and you're causing tsar to the neshama. Skip down. Interesting. This first tarot is like is only when it's very obvious, even though it's. It's obvious that Hashem probably can figure out where it is. Maybe yet. we don't know how much information they have, but I don't know where it is. So he know. It's not nicker that it's Kalayim, and therefore there's no Lagosh. It's only when you're parading around with it and doing it Barabim causes, triggers that jealousy. Terrace number two. This is also very Nagay when you go buy a suit. Fascinating how such an esoteric suit We go buy suits, um, and then after we try them on, and often after we buy them, we go check them for shotness. It's a very strange way to do things. We just tried it on. If it has shotness, you're going to be in big trouble in my prayer. Or will you? So there's a big machlekes about this. If it's a high-ended suit that's muhsuk in shotness, you probably shouldn't try it on. Because the heter is not so pushing. We're relying on a combination of the fact that Roy dictates that there isn't, 
even though we check it because why take a chance? But for trying it on, we also have the shita that if you're not wearing it for Hana and you're in the store and it's 70 degrees climate control, 70 degrees and sunny, so you don't really need the suit, even though that's debatable because if you were in your undergarments without the suit, they probably set the thermostat at 67. You'd be a little chilly walking around, besides the fact that you'd be a little uncomfortable. Uh, so, the Shaila, are you getting Hana? You just changed out of your suit, now you're wearing this. But there are a number of these spars around. It's not real or not. It's only a suffix. But if it's a higher end of suit which has had trouble in the past, you should um, either convince the store to take it out beforehand or ask him if you could uh, promise him you're going to buy something. And if you have a relationship with them, take it and rip it apart first and then bring it back. And you better make good on that and not make a chil Hashem. But it uh, depends what type of suits you're buying. So... The Ritva suggests in the second Territ, Everybody agrees you have to get some Hanah. See, if you absolutely zero Hanah for what you're wearing, then there's no Iser of Kalayim. They used to have people modeling suits from time to tomorrow, shirts and things like that, but they were wearing 15 of them. So they certainly weren't getting Hanah from the ones on top of the because they were sweating. So there is such a heter, you just have to know what, how you define Hanah. And the Ritva says, therefore, you know what the next line is, therefore we are absolutely sure over here that this fellow is not getting any hana whatsoever from these tachrichim. Which is interesting. He's getting no hana as we get as in warmth because he's dead and the body's cold and this isn't warming him. But you would think covered is a hana if you were saying, you know, you're dressing him up because it's covered to bury somebody like that. That's not considered, that's a different type of hana. So Vitva says, the Hana here is measured where, had he been alive and not need the warmth, would this be us, sir? And the answer is no. And therefore, there is no loy glorosh. Okay, that's step number one. Step number two, now our question. Hadamina, next paragraph. Zaisa Maris, Mrs. Batelis, Lasalavai. Pirshari Shainam, Lasalavai. That can mean a lot of things. It can mean Mashiach, it can mean He says the Dafka means Zmat If not for this Chiddush, how can you put them through this? It would be an issue of, besides he brought up like the Rush, directly with Naivir. Harmina and Biksubis, Mesim you got to put this in. The Gemara is Part of the Nase is they're going to get up in the same things you buried them in. So how can you do it? So it says, must be that when he gets up, there's no chiva mitzvah. In a way, it's a disadvantage. You better do your mitzvahs now because your over here doesn't necessarily mean also Tchiyasamesim. Here it's being used in the context of Yemesim Mashiach slash Tchiyasamesim. There's a machlekes where Tchiyasamesim is simultaneous or it's only Tchiyasamesim for Sadiqim and then much later for regular people or everything together or everything later. But the Ritva's learning, Eli Yemesim Mashiach refers to Tchiyasamesim slash the Mashiach Tkufa and then Tchiyasamesim. Shein behem leizchus v'lochayva which means no averis, no mitzvahs and therefore, there's no problem of wearing kalayim and dressing him in kalayim now. Masha Amru, Pliga de Shmuel, and this is an important point. Shmuel has a running machlekes, which has many nafkamin. Is there any difference in day to day living between now and Yemesa Mashiach? The Ramah Paskin is like Shmuel, there can be huge differences. We're going to have no Shibit Malchus. 
UN will be bottled and Mavutal, they might actually do something that contributes to society, and we're not going to have any wars anymore, we're going to have Panasa, B'Shefa, we're going to have the Mesa Mikdash, we're going to be in itself. there'll be many differences, the day-to-day life, you're going to get out of bed and fly to, fly to shul uh, with your own wings, no, it's not going to be Nisim necessarily day-to-day, there might be many Nisim, Mohammed's Gogamogog, that could be Nisim, but that's not going to be necessary for the day-to-day living the Mesa Mikdash, that's the sheet of Shmuel, and the Gemara there says, this statement argues on Shmuel, Dama Shmuel, Ein ben el mazeli malchus. So he says, interesting line, he says, Shmuel doesn't disagree. Everybody agrees, lots of love, mitzvah zibatelis. So why does it say, pligi to Shmuel? Love me b'nei shasever Shmuel, dein mitzvah zibatelis, lots of love, because you'd have to argue in the Mishnah for that. Lifla gah masnisa masnisa, nesnat dechri chames, ein ben mishum kalayim. He says, Shmuel's not going to argue in the Mishnah. Everybody agrees, there is no chi of mitzvah of Eris, you can dress him in Kalayim, he can get up, there's no problem. Shmuel just holds, the Mashiach is one to kufa, and the is a way after. That's a sub-bach like this, but Mitzvah says everybody agrees that when the gets here, whoever gets up, it's not going to be technically mechiv of mitzvah, and the Mitzvah can be way later. Everybody agrees to this year's side. Now, Yaakov, we get to your question. So, the member Sarah says, I'm descended from them. My father, from my grandfather, my great grandfather, he was much further along in history. So, these are the Tfilin that Ayarshin, Mehem Hoyu. No, so why are they wearing tefillin if they're part of mitzvahs? The alma mesim shayolam tchia negu b'mitzvahs. So no, what's the easy terrors? I think somebody started suggesting it when we raised this. Uh, he's asking why are they wearing tefillin if mitzvahs betayos lost the love So one possibility is enamatuvaisa. Just because you're part of mitzvahs doesn't mean you can't volunteer. Uh, women volunteers, mangrama mitzvahs, and benayah can volunteer certain mitzvahs. So that's going to be one of his two teiritzim. Hello, kasha shtei chuvas b'davar. Chada shlo amru mitzvahs b'teilus minamesim. Next page. Elal tchias amesim asid lava ishu seifakol. He says, first of all, when we say that lasid lava tchias amesim mitzvahs a bottle, that's the massive tchias amesim for all of Yisrael, and the end of tchufas Mashiach, the end of time. Yecheskel had a very limited, pinpointed Tchiyas HaMesim for a select group of people. He says, that rule doesn't apply to them. That's one way to sidestep the question. Because the end of time, that's basically bordering on Olam Haba. The end of Tchiyas HaMesim is the last Kufa. That's a time for Schar, not for Mitzvahs, and they're not Mechiy of them. Nothing to do with Yecheskel, and the Tfilin is not a Kasha. Tchiyas HaMesim, Shomesi Yecheskel, Shaloya Ela B'Mixas, Lo Batlu Teira Mitzvahs, Shari Loya Lahem Tchiyas HaMesim, Gemur Lekabal Schar. They didn't get up to get Schar, they got up for a reason. Hashem gave Yecheskel a mission, there was a Marshall Nipshul to Klai Yisrael later on, there was a reason why they got up also, because they were B'nai Ephraim, they meant well, now they're going to live. Many reasons playing there, but that has nothing to do with the Tchis HaMesim for all of Klai Yisrael. Shari'a li dibanim. Coins is mandama. They went home. They had children. So that's not Olam Haba. That's regular life. Gam chazul afram. And they died again. Akulam. Tchis HaMesim is a fix forever. They lived and died again. So that wasn't Tchis HaMesim. That's Mitzvah's Betelah's Lost Lava. That's Teretz number one. V'oi, ki ma'asha'amu Mitzvah's Betelah's Lost Lava. Ha'ayin shalai yichayav en la'amad behem. They don't have to keep it. 
But they can volunteer. Why wouldn't you want to volunteer it's the whole DN why use the example Erev Tavshilin. And they volunteered anyway. No, so if you're going to volunteer, why not volunteer Tfilin? He says an interesting closing line on that. The best time in history to put Tfilin on your head. What's he referring to? This is the, finally the guy you understand who's who and who's the Amanifcher. And the Bachemis Gagamogag is over and the Mashiach is here. Great time to wear Trillin. So, interestingly enough, we're not going to go into the next paragraph. He says, if any of the Talmidim from Yashka tell you that Mitzvah's Bateas lost a lovo and they misquote this Gemara and know what to answer. Interesting, he goes into that in the next paragraph. Not to get to a sugya because Baruch Hashem, we don't. Uh, Need that part, but there were people who did need it. What's uh, next? What? Like, what's next? What's yeah, next? Who, who are reading the Ritva? But I guess the Ritva is telling us But right now, the Ritva is clearly saying that when they get up, they're not Machuyev at all. Yecheskel had the Bnei Yecheskel, the Bnei Ephraim of Yecheskel was Machaya. Either did it as a volunteer because it was a something that they don't want to miss out on, or that there wasn't real Tchitz Haraya, they died afterwards. Mr. Shantamar and I, we're going to see the Rashba has a completely different Mahalach uh, with some very big Nafkamidas, and Mr. Shem will pick that up. Can you frame 